When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver. Hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette. And my good friend and former Broncos safety, Nick Ferguson. Nick, what's going on, man? What's going on, George? Man, it is uh, a, a great day. Uh, Thanksgiving is uh, upon us. So many things to be thankful for. And um, sometimes you get fired on your day off. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, uh, not the best Thanksgiving week for him. Uh, he gets cut by the Broncos after his fifth fumble this season on Sunday. Nick, we even talked about it a little bit post game. Uh, I think it was me that said, I don't even know if they could cut him because they just don't have a ton of running back depth. We also find out yesterday, Chase Edmonds is going to be out, quote, a lot of time, according to Nathaniel Hackett. So you're down to Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, and Divino Zigbo uh, as your three running backs. And uh, Nick, just what was your, your, your I guess, reaction to Melvin uh, being cut on Monday? Well, because I've been in that situation before, George. I mean, I felt for him uh, as a person, as a player. But from a business standpoint, I understood. I mean, you, you look at Melvin's career here with the Denver Broncos. You say three seasons, 12 fumbles, and he's lost nine of those fumbles. It becomes uh, very problematic. And with the fans' voices, you know, elevating to the volume that it has, you know, with, you know, question marks and criticism of, Nathaniel Hackett, this Broncos offense, Russell Wilson, you can't really add to that pot because when you look at some of those losses, some have even said that they were Melvin Gordon's fault, even though, you know, there's so many guys on the field and there's it's a 60-minute game. But when the Broncos were in scoring opportunities, just so happens Melvin happened to be carrying the ball and it took points off the board. You go back to how the Broncos started the season in Seattle. Then you look at the Chargers. Then you look again, you know, uh, Sunday against the Raiders. Everyone's been talking about the Broncos scoring points and how bad they've been. But if you give the Broncos those touchdowns where Melvin fumbled the ball, maybe we're looking at a different Broncos record at this point, and maybe the team momentum will be a little different. But that's hindsight being 2020. So it's always difficult to be released in these type situations. But you don't want to be released on Thanksgiving week. And once again, you know, I made a, you know light of the situation, but it's like being fired on your day off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for Melvin, but I think it had to happen, Nick. Um, you look at these fumbles. It's and I tweeted this out yesterday when they cut him. Is it's not that he's just fumbling the football. It's that he's fumbling literally in the most inopportune times. Like it's. It's happening, you know, at the goal line. It's happening in close games when you really need to go score points. And then, Nick, this this stat is just ridiculous. But I believe 
uh, of his last seven fumbles, three of them have been returned for touchdowns, which is just crazy to think about. Obviously, I think two of them last year were returned for touchdowns. The one this year against the Raiders obviously ended up, you know, costly. Uh, and then I think of his 12 fumbles in his three years in Denver, I want to say three or four of them were inside the 10 yard line. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not, again, it's not like he's just fumbling uh, at inopportune time, you know, or at just random times. It's literally the, the worst time. So I think the Broncos just said, hey, look, our season uh, is, is I, I wouldn't say lost, obviously, because they, they, you, they, you still have a lot to play, play for in the NFL. But like in terms of what we were talking about the other day is, oh, you need so many backs. At this point, what, what are you keeping him for? Uh, you know, the, the, the fans don't like him. I mean, they were booing him during the game. Uh, you know, it, it's clear that he's really upset in that locker room. Like it, you, it, everybody just needed to cut ties and move on. And, and I think that that was the right decision. So, um, you know, it stinks to see him go. He was really good in the locker room in terms of media. Like I enjoyed talking to him. He was always very candid. Uh, but I think it was a move in the end that is probably best, best for both sides. I don't know if that's how you think too for Melvin, but I'd assume somebody else will pick him up. Well, you know, I don't know with that assumption. Because when teams follow you as a player and all 31 teams get the film and they talk to uh, other coaches and, and obviously they're going to talk to, you know, Curtis Markins, who's now with the Vikings, who once coached him. And then Tyrone Wheatley, who's coaching him now, who played the running back position in his league. They're going to talk to him and talk to those guys and ask them, what were the issues with Melvin Gordon? Was it a case of, you know what, maybe he overstayed his welcome with the Denver Broncos? And things became mental for him with the with the the criticism of the, the the media and the fans booing him, like you said. And is he still a good player? And they're going to give their honest opinion and evaluation of, of Melvin. So a change of scenery can be great for players. I, I just think the timing for Melvin as a person, as a player, it's always difficult. But in the long run, we knew this was going to happen because the Broncos have 24 guys who are going to be unrestricted free agents. Melvin was one of those. Melvin was one of those guys. You have Latavius Murray, who's the other, Marlon Mack, uh, who's the other guy as well. And what I know about this style of offense, that whether it's Hackett calling plays or Clint Kubiak, you need a multitude of running backs, which brings me to my uh, next question for you, George. Uh, someone brought this up to me with the news being released yesterday about Melvin Gordon, and there was a name of a player that popped up. I uh, posted a video last night about it, and the name is Philip Lindsay. And the idea was like, why not take a, a shot at Philip Lindsay again? It is low risk, high reward. And I know the knock is, well, he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. He can't really pick up the blitz. I've always said it's the coach's job to put his players in the best situation. And I will have to add this under Pat Shermer they featured more Melvin Gordon than they did of Philip Lindsay. And maybe, maybe under Clint Kubiak, things might look a little different. Well, they need bodies, right? Uh, they need, they yeah. need guys at the position uh, right now. I, I don't know, Nick. I mean, a part of me is like, yeah, it'd be great. Great story. Right. Um, comes back, plays for the hometown team. You know, Philip was great with the media when he was here. Um, you know, I don't think it would be a distraction or maybe it'd be a good distraction to get everybody away from uh, 
there you go. You know, for you know, everybody can focus on him instead of all the negatives with this team. I would also say though, I think that the Broncos like the group they have in terms of they like Latavius Murray, uh, Marlon Max, a guy that they're high on. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, and then Ozigbo, oh, I think, will just be up this week. And then I, I expect Mike Boone to be back. Uh, and once he's back, I would assume he will be brought up as well. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe you sign Philip Lindsay, but I do think that you've got to sign someone, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to add somebody in the room because you can't only have three guys, uh, at least right now. So, I mean, if you can get Philip Lindsay, why not? Uh, you know, he's 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 played a while in this league. Uh, he can come in. I think he's a quick learner. It wouldn't take him long to learn this offense. So, it could work, uh, Nick. But I, I just don't know if they'll do. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. Because I mean, yesterday I said I literally said yesterday that I didn't think they could cut Melvin Gordon, and then they did it the next day. <laughs> so clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, I did want to play some some audio real quick, Nick Nathaniel Hackett. I wanted to get your your thoughts on what he had to say uh, about Melvin and, and why they made this move. So we have the audio here from Denver, DenverBroncos.com. With, with Melvin, you know, he's a guy that's a, he's a true pro. He's done a lot of good stuff uh, here at the Denver Broncos and scored some touchdowns for us this year. And we, we thought it was best uh, for the team. And we moved on. And I wish him the best of luck. And uh, I think it's a great for him to have a fresh start. And uh, But with the running backs, it'll be Marlon Mack. He'll be up. And then uh, Divine Zigbo. We're looking to see if we can get him up also, along with Latavius. Nick, just what's your, uh, I guess, reaction to his his thoughts and and – I mean, I mean, I guess there's nothing new there, right? I mean, he said all the right things. Uh, I know some people were, I mean, these people, they don't know. They haven't been in the locker room, but um, were mad at him saying he was a, calling him a true professional. And I was like, well, Melvin was. Melvin was a true professional. I mean, he didn't have to talk the other night after the game. Uh, he was clearly upset and emotional, and I think he kind of knew what was coming. And uh, he spoke with the media. But what do you think about Nathaniel Hackett's thoughts there? I thought uh, they were genuine. Uh, when Hackett has gone to uh, the podium, just like Russell Wilson has, they've been as honest as uh, they can as uh, individuals, even though some of the media didn't take it or don't always take it that way. And the fact of saying that Melvin was professional, that he was. I mean, we know about uh, the fumbling and that being a problem, but uh, every time you and I were in the locker room, uh, it was in not just you and I, Melvin would talk to everyone, knowing is exactly the type of situation he was in. And the tough part of it for any player is talking directly to the media right after you made some kind of mistake because everyone is coming to you. And Melvin never shied away from it. I mean, I play with guys, George, that would only go to the podium when we won games. When we lost games, they would not go to the podium because they, I mean, that's the type of guys that they were. But it's always tough when you're in a situation when everyone knows that, yep, everyone saw you make a mistake and they're coming directly to you. Real quick story. We play, we're playing against uh, Brett Farr on Monday Night Football. And this is when Dre Bly was here. And we had uh, somewhat of a blitz call because I was the person running the blitz. And we were supposed to, they were supposed to run, you know, maybe three deep coverage behind it. But Dre said, hey, you know what? That's, that's Greg Jennings. I'm going to go impress him. And he missed him on a jam. And Greg Jennings is behind him. I'm like one step away from hitting Brett Favre. And he just launches this, this massive pass down the field. So I turn and I look to see, hey, you know what? Dre is beaten. Uh, Greg Jennings has the ball in his hands. I don't even chase him. I walk right to the sideline because I, I knew at that point the game was over. 
immediately when the doors open for the media, everyone, I mean, it's like 20 media personnel rushed to Dre Locker. And here's a question that was asked. Well, Dre, on that final overtime play in the game, what were you thinking? And I almost interrupted to answer the question like, what the heck do you think he was thinking? You think he wanted to do that? Yeah, he tried something that didn't work and it cost us the game. But that's how this situation worked. And Melvin has always been great in that regard as far as answering the tough questions. And I'll add this to it. Anytime that you hear anyone in the NFL say that a guy's being professional, there's a, a chance that some, some way that guy was being screwed, meaning that there was something that was happening internally against that particular player. That's for future reference when you hear that, that word professional use. But in this case with Melvin, it was a little different. He was, uh, wasn't playing well, but decided to go to the podium and answer every single question. So I respect him for that. Yeah. And look, I mean, Melvin's, I don't know what the rest of his career holds. Maybe somebody picks him up. Maybe somebody doesn't. Um, but he had a, you know, he's had a heck of a career. I mean, he's a guy that is going to go out as, as one of the better running backs the last decade. Uh, you look at his stats. I mean, he, he ran for 2,222 yards in only three years uh, with the Broncos. Um, you know, he's got how many touchdowns here? 19 touchdowns. So uh, he was a good player in Denver. Um, you know, you could argue even, you know, the last two years that he was uh, their best back. I know Javante Williams was great last year too. So, um, you know, it, he's a guy that, again, I know a lot of people question when they signed him. That's one thing I was going to ask you, Nick, as we wrap this up. Do you go back and you look at it? Obviously, the, the two previous years, it was a good signing. He did some good things. Do you go back and you say when they signed him back in whenever it was in the offseason, was that a good or bad signing considering how it ended up? Yeah, I'm going to say it was a good signing. I mean, you just mentioned 19 touchdowns. I think over the time that he was here, I think maybe a little over 2,000 yards on the ground. So, so yeah, it served its purpose because sometimes, you know, when you're running back, you, you have a chef life that's really short. And I would say that he's, he's played well. He played well for the Chargers that really work out. And sometimes that happened. He came here for uh, to join the Broncos and try to rejuvenate his career. And he had some games where it was just like, you know, look like vintage, you know, Melvin Gordon. But then it's the ugly side of football, you know, there was the fumbles inside the red zone on the two-yard line. And you know how this works. The fans only remember the last negative thing that you did. They don't remember the positive things that you did because it's easy to go after those negative things. So Melvin had a great career, and here it is. I'm sounding like his career is over. But we would just have to wait to see, George, if other teams to say decide to sign him and just kind of put the fumbles uh, behind him. But I would like to see him. Uh, come back and be a part of an NFL team, be able to bounce back and put those fumbles behind him. Yeah, just ended up 12 fumbles in three years, just ended up being too much. And obviously uh, five of those this season. So um, even though only two were lost, but but still just, just too many to overcome. Nick, let's take a break uh, and then let's dive into uh, some defensive football. I want to ask you uh, about a certain uh, video that came out yesterday uh, that I want you to react to. 